0: Hide your kids. kids.
1: Lock the doors. You're listening to HR's most dangerous podcast. Chad Sowash and Joel Cheeseman are here to punch the recruiting industry right, right where it hurts. Complete, Complete with breaking news, rash opinion, and loads of snark. Buckle up, boys and girls. It's time for the Chad and
0: Cheese podcast. Oh, yeah. What's up, everybody? This is Joel Cheeseman recording live from iSims Inspire. I am joined, as always, by my co-host, Chad so watch today we are excited to welcome Ramin Fatahi, Director of Recruiting Operations at Insights good. That was good. At Rivian, a little EV company that uh we haven't talked about on the podcast at least. I've been excited to see those out. Welcome to the podcast. Now you are at our party in Vegas. Have you recovered? I guess is the first <laughs>
2: question. I I uh Refrain from commenting on this. No comment. Career, <laughs> okay, yeah. that's a that's great. That's a good time. That's better than that's better than a comment. Let's rewind. <laughs> I, I actually promised myself that, and I want to do what you guys do, which is be authentic and true to the industry, so that people can hear somebody say something that means something to them, not what you want to hear, but just to tell you how it is. And I appreciate what you guys are doing, as, as in the HR function, the TA space. You're bringing light to not. Us being a bunch of hermit crabs behind the scenes, but actually normal, fun, kind of. He's loving softening people. us
0: up for the hard hitting questions later. Uh, clearly, <laughs> clearly. Clearly. <laughs> clearly. Now, Ramin, we appreciate that. And we appreciate you uh, So we had a, a good time, is what I'm hearing. Yeah, yes. having a good Absolutely. Time. Now, before the show in our green room, if you will, uh you you were getting really personal about your journey and how you got here, which I think is interesting. Tell us the story about how you got into this profession because your your resume is outstanding. I mean, we we're talking Tesla, Apple, what else is on there?
2: Uh, I don't like to name names, but Facebook and Huawei.
1: And- uh, I don't <laughs> like to name names, but
0: Facebook is on Some of there. the biggest names yeah. in the world. I mean, a hell of a resume, no matter what. So how did you get here? You know, it's a long road. Um, I think
2: let's take it back. Who am I? All right, like I'm an Iranian uh, American, born in America. My parents and family and my sister were immigrants from Iran. Father's a doctor. My mom was a teacher. Um, when I grew up, Everyone was like, Ramin, what are you going to do one day? Because I saw my dad, I was like, I'm going to help people. I'm going to be a doctor. I'm going to be a brain surgeon. And that's all fun and games. Um, but what did realities- dad do? What did dad do? He does uh, veins. He's specialized in veins. In uh, veins? Leg veins. Straight up. My dad is one of a couple of people in the world.
0: Wow. Who just worked on leg veins and Bulging veins, Chad. That's what he specialized in so we know where to go one <laughs> Yes, day. When actually at,
2: I got the hookup when,
0: a, when, when Aunt Thelma needs to
2: <laughs> oh but let's, let's bring it back so I graduated with wanting to be like my dad so I did neurobiology physiology and behavior at UC Davis damn I did surgery in the last part of school and it was really exciting but I also thought it was gross The excitement of getting there and being like, I'm going to work on a live animal and do these procedures and help the research was Uh exciting. But when you get your hand involved in it, you have to ask yourself, do I want people to want me to be that person? (laughs) I don't think so because I don't know if I love this. (laughs) And you got to understand when I told you my story, we all come from different cultures and backgrounds, but you have to understand when I went to my parents and had that family talk because that's what we do in my culture, my mom cried. My dad was taken aback and then said, no, I agree. That time when this man was a in the people business, when you were promoting a club at 18, I saw just a light in you. When you were in restaurants working in, went from Buster all the way to manager, like I saw a different light in you. And you just, I see something about people. So that's kind of where So dad started, was into it. Dad really? was into it. Mom was so like,
1: culturally. What?
0: I know I've tried to put my hand in a few places that I didn't want to really go. Yeah, well, you got smacked. So I can, I can relate to That's this. different. That's, that's different. <laughs> yeah, yeah. So
1: dad was behind it. And was that, that. I mean, he was he was in he was in the profession. I mean, he was a medical doctor. And usually you love to see sun come up behind you. I mean, that is amazing that he just was like, he doubled down and said, No, I get it. He's just like, I really
2: believe that at the core, what will make you happy is not this. Thank you for bringing this forward to the dad family.
0: of the year. He,
2: he's fuck a good dad yeah. Dad of the year. <laughs> yes. Sorry for my language, but fuck yeah. yeah.
0: <laughs> me too. Oh, yeah.
2: Yeah. Obviously, I have pride in family. But my sister who's seven years older than me. She had spent a lifetime to get into Apple. She truly was invested into the recruiting environment. And um, she was a coordinator there. And she was a coordinator for five or six years.
0: So you said outside of your mom. So mom wasn't into it. Talk about that.
2: You know, mom's real happy now. I mean, 13 years <laughs> later, she, she sees the vision. Once that vision 13 came through, years later. later yeah, you know, yeah. And I, she sees me happy. and I'm helping people but from a different lens. I think that yeah, recruiting yeah. is one of the greatest experiences. You know, I was on stage today with Laura, and what a tremendous experience. I told her backstage, I said, you know, I can't be you because I love recruiting. I got lucky. Okay, 13 years ago, I was going to open a restaurant. I came out of school. Did you were the
1: going to open a restaurant. Pizza, beer, and burgers. That's it. Too easy.
2: 24 I'm beers in. on tap. I was I'm excited. In. And I swear, the weekend before we signed that lease, it was going to be 350 a square foot. And I know because that, that's what I was that far deep. Yeah. I got a call from one of my buddies and he said, "Rameen, my family comes from the, from the restaurant world. Don't do it. He's like, I just, we struggled. You know, we've gone through a lot of change. Like you win sometimes, but you lose a lot. And it's seven days a week, 14 to 18 hours a day. Oh, God, like, yeah. it's, a, it's a beast. Like, mm-hmm. I don't recommend you do this. But guess what? I'm in an agency. I've been here for 30 days. I'm doing great, and I think your personality would be great for this. Come recruit, come recruit, please. Oh, damn! He recruited him out of going into the restaurant. Industry. To be in recruiting,
1: <laughs> yeah, oh, it's awesome.
2: Yeah, you know, he's a good friend of mine to this day, and yeah. uh, I trusted him. I said, you know what? Why don't I interview? We started in a company called Three One Four E. It's probably on my resume.
0: So, time out. You had you're ready to sign on the dotted line. Just ready to, open to sign a restaurant. on the dotted line with my and uncle, your, your boy said, come be a recruiter. Yes. And you did a 180 and said, I'm going to go investigate this. That's true. Damn. So
1: you can always, you can always open a restaurant, right? You're like, "Eh, let's try something else out. Maybe, you
2: know, I really believe in being open to new ideas. I'm told all the time, why don't you push the team in a direction? I'm like, let's get there together. I only executive decision one out of maybe 15, 20 things. Why don't we get there all together? And it helps to build and drive a really healthy team. I want to share this story because I think there's a lot of people that would appreciate having an authentic look of how did someone develop in 13 years from where I was, coming out of school, trying to find my path to 13 years later, leading director of recruiting operations and insights at Rivian, starting on a team, of less than 10 people with no written process starting a company to 700 and saying i'm going to build an internet, a career site and an ats i'm going to build an internal mobility referral everything from scratch so how that really happened <laughs> going all the way back i was in 314e and i was an agency recruiter guys and it was awesome but i really struggled and i struggled with the fact that in an agency environment the best interest is what you can do for your company not in what you can can do for the community and the the candidates you're working for. So I struggled one time. I remember it very vividly. There was a woman. And in recruiting, we don't discriminate. We don't ask you personal questions. I do not ask, Joel, what do you do on the weekends? I don't want to know. But people elect things all the time. I'm sure you guys see this. Oh, God, yeah. Overshare is what we call it. (laughs) And in the spirit of oversharing, I was with a woman who was going through something in her life. She had three kids. She was going through something. She explained her situation to me without me even asking. I said, oh my goodness, I want to max you out. I want to take care of you on a human level. Well, When you're 22 years old and you go tell your vice president in an agency that I want to go help this person, they're just like, you know what? That's coming out of your commission. I'm like, don't even worry about that. They're like, well, that's coming out of the company's commission. That threw me off, boys. That threw me off. Yeah. So my sister. She had been at Apple, actually ended her career last year at Apple. And um, she was in a coordinator role. We're talking role.
0: Cupertino. Apple. Cupertino
2: okay. at, the, at the main silo. And she basically was like, Ramin, I've been promoted to a sorcerer role. I think you should come over here and interview for a coordinator role. <laughs> and I was like, you know what? Yeah, why not? I want to be in corporate recruiting. There's a different lens of how you interact with people in a corporate environment, where it's like I want it to be equal. We got ranges. You got to go outside of that range. Why define that? Go to your comp team. Explain to them why you're paying someone more than everybody else on the team, destroying the internal equity. So we have some parameters that keep us locked. And um, got really lucky that my sister was in that role because she helped prepare me for that interview. That's why I wanted to be authentic with people. Like. You can get help out there, whether it's your sister, your friend, like in my story already, we haven't even crossed me being my f- second role. And I've gotten help from two different people.
0: And the importance of a network. I mean, granted family, Absolutely. but until you know people that can help you get that foot in Absolutely. the door, you're, you're, you've got an uphill battle
2: to Absolutely, get those, and,
0: th- those opportunities.
2: And keep your eyes and ears out. People will reach out to you and say, I got an idea for you. And you should hear it. In my case, it helped me. And I'm so happy now. So I go join Apple.
0: So what years are we talking at Apple?
2: Oh, we're in 2023. We're talking about 2010, 11 now, 12, maybe. Nah,
0: so you nah. had, you engaged with jo- Steve Jobs at some point. I did saw not him personally engage with Steve Jobs. Okay. I am
2: not that. <laughs> did you see him from across the Tim. cafeteria? I've seen Tim. Um, <laughs> I've later hired someone on my team here at Rivian who actually told Steve Jobs without looking up. No, you can't have my cafeteria table. <laughs> he had no idea shots <laughs> in the '90s. No, you can't have my- the world is
1: small. Oh, we know that guy. Oh, oh we know that he's guy. A
2: tremendous name in employment <laughs> marketing. I- I'll save him because because he deserves his own podcast. But gentlemen, I'm I'm not coordinating at Apple. I'm 22, maybe 23 years old. Yeah. I've got six months of agency recruiting experience. I joined as a coordinator. I got to support multiple functions from technology, mostly IT, to marketing and GNA. While doing this, my recruiters that interviewed me said, hey, you are a recruiter and I need extra help. I don't have a sourcer on my team. You mind just moonlighting? And I said, what an opportunity. Thank you for this opportunity. And so I took that opportunity. And without telling my boss, I literally would spend my evening sourcing. I, and, you know, when you're in a coordinator role, it's hourly, usually it's, it's not exempt. And so yeah. I didn't clock any of those or say anything. What ended up happening for me was it's about six months and 14 people that passed through and got all the way to hire through my sourcing effort. My recruiters went to their leaders and said, let's bring this guy on the team, bring this guy and interview him on the team. And, and, and it was true. I showed up with 12 senior recruiters that today are my mentors. And without them, again, networking, again, other people, I don't know if I'd be in front of you today and have the opportunity to speak. And um, I, there's a secret trick for a bunch of people that might be new in any new role, Go out of your office or whatever seat you have and don't ask anybody the same question twice and don't ask the same people a second question in the same day. That was my trick. (laughs) I had 12 mentors. I'd walk from one person to the next, ask them a different question and nobody knew I didn't know what I was talking about. (laughs) (laughs) And I was able to have tremendous output through
1: their brains. I want
2: to be honest about it. That's next level shit.
0: There is next level.
1: That's what would piss me off as a manager when when somebody would come to me And it's just like, I'm like, okay, come on. Can you not figure this shit out by now? I mean, come come on. Genius.
2: So that naturally progressed into if you have an aspiration and you're willing to go above your role to do it and not say anything about it, not ask for anyone to tell you about it, other people will reward you by talking about your work and that will help you get to the next level. So in this case, that happened. Next thing I knew, I was sourcing fried tea. At Apple, I was the youngest member of that workforce. I hate to bring age in here, and I hate it, but I was so proud of the work that I was doing. Yeah, it was exciting.
0: Was mom on board by now?
2: No, mommy, I love You're you. You're at Apple, still mom, still mom isn't on board, okay. I love my mom, I promise an authentic discussion. Yeah.
0: <laughs>
2: so boys, I'm at Apple, sourcing, it's going great. Meeting new, new business units, meeting new leaders. What I had never imagined was that my boss's 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 boss, who was the VP of all of Apple recruiting, would leave and she would go to another company, at this point, Tesla. She would take my director and he would call me and say, Ramin, I'd like for you to join this team. And I said, What? You know
1: my name? (laughs) I mean, (laughs) you know, they're sitting at like a Starbucks, like, you know, like early in the morning. What hard workers do you know that we can take with us? I don't want. I don't want the skanks. I just want the hard workers.
0: <laughs> um, How many years at Apple before Tesla?
2: Did I have to have two, three drinks before we got in?
0: <laughs> that is um, true. That is true. We did. It, we did it, lubricate it the guests. It was after before. Apple. authentic okay. and
2: direct. So I jumped ship, and let me tell you something. I've told a bunch of people that I've hired. I never thought when I joined Apple, I was ever going to leave. Would your sister? I had no idea. Would your sister think? Because she was there. My sister told my mom and dad and me. <laughs> our personalities are a little bit different. She's like, I ah, like the stability. Yeah. So, have yeah. you ever met an employee that'll tell you, I don't want your promotion because it comes with more scope? Yes. I happen to have one in my family, and I and,
1: <laughs> and I love it. I'm like, you know what? That's super different from me. And we have. Yes, and she's not living to work, right? She's That's working correct. to live. And and we're I think we're starting to see more of that in our culture. Absolutely. And. So I'm the flip opposite, right? (laughs) Yeah. Now me uh, too. I know. I know. So it was exciting. Um, I'm kind of ashamed of it sometimes.
0: (laughs) These are early days at Tesla.
1: Early, you know when it
2: was Model Three ramp. The Model 3 was just starting oh. to create a production line. Yeah, Damn. I mean, so
0: you took a big risk in this. Talk about how you felt in doing that and taking wow. the leap. And what was it like? You Did- didn't meet Steve Jobs. I assume you met <laughs> Elon at some point. Like
2: I was so excited to join Tesla, but I was afraid to leave what I had had. I never thought of a world where outside of Apple, there was an employment opportunity. I just thought this is the way that people recruit. This
0: is the way that Business operates. And um, I mean, look, people returned your calls. I mean, when Apple calls you, they yeah. return the call, right? That's so you're true. leaving that for, I mean, Tesla's not the worst case scenario yeah, for but, a nah, yeah, yeah. Yeah. But You did take a risk.
2: It was because of leadership, straight up. When I tell people, and I hire people, I tell them to think about it. And I, I point blank put myself in the hot seat. I say, listen, when you get a checklist on what you're looking for, your manager and your leader, I don't like the word manager, your leader, the person that inspires you and you're going to work for, that's really important to you. You need a green check next to that. And that needs to be the most important thing. Second thing is, what are you doing? Is the company doing something that makes you super excited? I chase leaders because through their mentorship and their lenses, I've been able to develop. And if you have a shitty leader, <laughs> you'll never forget that experience. Okay.
1: Well, yeah. And, and I almost say that those are the most learning focused experiences because you know not what not to fucking do. Totally. It's very hard as a leader to, to know what to do it is even harder to know what the bad habits are, and then you can pinpoint those pretty quickly, right? So you're following good leaders. I follow good leaders that inspire you and mentor you uh-huh. and are willing to develop
2: you and challenge you, not someone that you serve. So I'm 25 at this point, 26 maybe. I'm joined Tesla first week. Young man, young man, super like glamored with Elon. I'm walking down with one of my mentors who had also come from Apple to the team, and he. We see Elon coming down the hallway, like super giddy. And he goes, oh, shit. And he pushes me into the bathroom. And I said, what happened, man? Like, you just touched me. There he is. Yeah. <laughs> I was like, you, you just- touched me. And I didn't see Elon. What he? <laughs> so he get to say hi. He goes, listen, it's an experience going down right now. And Elon's not like every leader. He's he's a very strong forward leader. You may come back and he may ask you the golden question of, you know, what do you do here? And you come back with, you know, I'm brand new. I'm learning my ropes. And he might just turn around and be like, you're not meant for this team because your answer wasn't zoomed out enough. Because just last week, someone closed the door on one of the cars that he came out of and they got fired on the spot because it was a little too hard. He was at that time going through some hardships and, and you'll see it through his interviews. He says, I'm really excited about that guy's brain and where he's pushing us. He was living in the factory, sleeping there to show the factory that, hey, I'm in this with you. And just tremendous amount of stress with, is our company going to make it? Are we going to follow it on our finances? Is we don't have enough for payroll, all these crazy things. And um, being in the spirit of being authentic. I wanted to meet him. I was told not to meet
0: him. Yeah. Do you have positive memories of Elon and his manager? Or just style, Tesla or? It, itself?
2: I have positive memories of Tesla for okay. sure. The workforce is amazing. These are people who want to inspire the world. These are trailblazers. These are sure. people that are fighting a hard battle, whether it's the IT folks trying to figure out how to figure out IT and, and EV space yeah. for the first time, because, you know, it's, Different from many of the ICE combustion engines that we've been dealing with in the companies. We Dude, know. we experienced
1: ludicrous speed two days ago.
0: Ludicrous plus. No, it was ludicrous <laughs> speed.
1: We didn't do plus because it didn't. It, that would have taken ten minutes to actually reformulate. Yeah, our lungs would have shut
2: off the back shit of our bodies. body. Was ridiculous. <laughs> As a person who has both a Tesla and a Rivian truck, they're
0: fast. I traded a Corvette, z Z06, <laughs> for let's, the Rivian. Let's put a pin on faster. the fact that he owns a Tesla and a Rivian. We'll, we'll, he did, we'll yeah, pin yeah, on yeah. that, and we'll come back to it. So, right.
1: And we saw a oh, Rivian goodness. on the road the other day. That's a sexy vehicle. I'm biased. It's
2: so sexy. <laughs> 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 I got a second one on pre-order.
1: I'm waiting for it. <laughs> I got a second one on oh, pre-order.
0: So your, your Tesla... And then another opportunity comes along. Here's the truth:
2: three months into Tesla, the first recruiting event, I spearheaded it. It was my idea to have it right in the middle of the factory. I wanted all the tech folks, the software folks, it's called a to giga come in the middle of the factory. I think at that time, it was called a Gigafactory in uh, Fremont, California. We had a recruiting event. It was exciting. But what happened for me was not something I could have ever imagined. And it's a blip on my resume. You know, you are really like, oh, I got such a great CV. Yeah, if I explain the story, not if you just look at it, because there's two short stints on there that need explanation. Tesla, Ramin, why were you there for three months? Ooh, sorry about that. Um, this is a really hard point in my life, actually, in my mm. professional career, because I had to tell a mentor that I was going to follow another mentor who wanted to double my scope.
1: Yeah. And so it was How, why so Why is that hard, hard though? But why is, I mean, because that explanation for you should be, look, they have that much trust in me and, and okay, no, I get it. I get it. Yeah, no, it makes sense.
2: The reason why it's so hard is I had committed to Tesla.
1: I had committed to this leader.
2: I was in the mix of projects that I felt like were impactful and Important in hindsight, leaving they survived, they thrived, they did great. Yes, I'm not. I, I was one of many. Yeah. No problem. At that moment, I really felt like we were doing something. We we're on special, and I had an important person in my life say, "I want to develop in on you." The problem that happened for me was one of my mentors from Apple went to be the head of recruiting at Huawei and gave me a call and said, "Would like for you to lead people for the first time." And I said, "You know what, Jen? I'm not prepared for that. I'm not prepared
1: for that." You should not hire me. I'm going to say right now, to, to have that kind of like inner scope of understanding, I mean, just like generally any young man would say,
0: let's do it. Intellectual maturity. Yeah. Let, I don't know if it was
2: intellectual it. maturity, gentlemen, or the fact that I was afraid to fail the people that would be on the team.
0: Yeah. No, it is. <laughs> it, that's the same thing.
1: They're the exact same thing because generally when we're that age, we're thinking more about ourselves than we are the, the actual team. And I mean, that's that's how corporate America works. Absolutely. Right? Yeah. So yeah, no, that's that's pretty awesome.
2: In my story, I want to say, bet on yourself. Triple down. It's really exciting. So what happens next is, I said yes. It was super uncomfortable for me to say yes. I knew that me (laughs) saying yes to one leader was me saying goodbye to another. Also, I don't know if you guys know this, but our industry is super tiny. So I move over to Huawei. I couldn't believe that I was reporting to this great person. I told her, look, if I come there, you're on speed dial. Like, I'm gonna be talking to you every single day for the first few months until I get my feet under me. And that was the truth. Eight months into this role, here's where I get to blip number two on the CV. My leader walks in and goes, "I quit on the spot." I said, "What?" I was like, "You're my mentor. You're my everything. I followed you." Yeah. Like, what are you talking about? She uh-huh. goes, "Yeah." So, like, in all honesty, um, I think you should quit. I was like, oh,
0: <laughs> "Could you have told me this before?" Is this because of the political headwinds of? Oh man. Or- I-
2: In practice in China, when you're going through a recruiting practice, very Ah. different from the United States. But in China, what we found through our process, because we would hire people in the United States, is that when they would be reviewed in China, there'd be a lot of questions about certain aspects of them, their family, who they are. There'd even be call outs of like, don't hire this person because... They're from this nation. We are in that nation. And we know people from our own nation are shady. Yeah. <laughs> yeah, yeah. yeah, Via email, I'm like, well. listen, you cannot send that to my <laughs>
1: inbox. Like, that is not cool and you need to change this. This is not okay. Like, we don't operate like this. Yes, we know this Chinese family and we think that they are not appropriate to be a part of this <laughs> family. bad
0: seed.
2: Yes. Yeah, so, remember, I'm still developing my career. I'm out of my shoes. I didn't even feel comfortable being where I was at, but I was there. You know, I was leading, but I wasn't comfortable yet. So... Long story short, Jen walks away, and here's one good thing for the CV because of the brands that I had worked at. When I opened myself up to the entire Bay Area, and I fell in love with what Facebook was doing. They had a 25 person software team, and they said we need to have a 250 person software recruiting team. I so said, "Are you serious?" I was like, "How, how many people are here?" And they're like, "14,000." I said, "Where do you want to be?" Let's let's call it two years. And they said, "37,000." i come Uh, from that background it felt natural to me as much as maybe i question the product of facebook that adds the data analytics behind it and how that operates and sends you really good stuff to generate more income pull more cash out of you yes but um as much as i was there there's a spirit and a life to the benefits there's a spirit and a life to how mark zuckerberg cares about the people that work for him point blank doctors on site dentists on site acupuncture on site I had the best three and a half years. It was so fun. We got to start what felt like let's start from scratch. Let's develop this thing in an environment that was pure pipeline driven. So what Software engineering recruiting does at Facebook and at, they just basically go after everyone at the same time. Once you are are brought into the interview process, after you are hired, your first six to eight weeks, you go through a special engineering onboarding where you select your team. So you go and you get to do a rotation with all available open teams at the whole company. And you end up deciding on who's going to be your manager and who's going to be your teammates over six to eight weeks. And I walked through the door and was like, God, I love this. This is working for the 90%. But what about those nitty gritties? What about the compiler engineer? What about the programming language design? What about something that's super niche that when you tell 250 people to go get software engineers and get me the best ones in the world, they're going to go after Java, JavaScript, HTML, CSS, all that fun jazz. Uh-huh. And so I pitched that we should consider rec-based hiring. And my boss pitched that. And we actually pulled that through. So we started this thing called specialty software recruiting. It was awesome. We worked with just niche roles. Compilers was one of them. And what we did was fill super senior roles or super specialized roles within the software environment. And this is where I was able to flex my client relationships, just that whole piece of it, because I was missing it for the first six, eight months at Facebook. Just, okay, close candidates, train them for on-site interviews. I can do that every day. But what I really appreciated was the relationship piece and helping drive an organization that says, I would like to be better, helping them to be better through people. So exciting experiences. This is where the story takes a turn.
0: (laughs) This feels like an after-school special. It's a a left turn. From the 80s, man. All right. So you're you're super happy at Facebook and then you ready? Yeah. (laughs) All right. Okay,
1: listener, how can you help your employees become more productive? I have answers. How about automating manual and repetitive tasks, giving meaning to data, then allowing that data to actually drive decisions? And how about matching people to your jobs quicker? Well, wait. The Chat and Cheese has
0: a new LLM. No, Cheeseman. I'm talking about Text Kernel. Ah, okay. That makes more sense. What I'm hearing is the groundbreaking concept of—wait for it—yeah, simplicity. <laughs> seriously, though. Seriously, Text Kernel cuts through the complexities like a tortilla chip through some hot nacho cheese. Oh my god! Really? Nacho
1: references already. Anyways. Uh TextKernel brings efficiency and productivity to your operations. TextKernel seamlessly unifies your tools and data
0: to drive efficiencies and success. TextKernel is creating new opportunities for your recruitment journey. Kind of like adding guac to my barbacoa burrito. Oh, my God. How about... Extracting meaningful
1: insights from data. I mean, that that's something. Swiftly matching yeah. people with jobs. Automating repetitive tasks. Who knew such advanced concepts were even possible in the land of human resources?
0: Uh, we did, Chad. We did. Dude, wrap it up. I'm a little hungry.
1: Imagine that. Uh, okay, listener. Get ready to use today's tech to drive efficiencies and productivity. Visit textkernel.com that's t e x t k e r n e l dot com mm,
0: nachos
3: <laughs> Are you struggling to attract the talent you need today? Do you lack visibility into where your recruitment ad dollars are really going? and wasted spending. And hello to optimized automated campaigns that produce qualified applicants. At Acquire ROI, we make job advertising easy. Visit us at acquireroi.com and start transforming your talent acquisition today.
0: Here we go. So back here- from commercial and <laughs> the cliffhanger.
2: I got a call on a Saturday and it was Hey, I'm no longer on the Facebook team and I really think you should come join Rivian. That project we worked on, I think it'd be great to come join Rivian. I was like, what is Rivian? This is June of 2019. It's embarrassing for me to say that now, but I had no idea. Yeah, There wasn't all these funding rounds. Amazon had just invested. This wasn't a company that I knew about. And I was in the tech space. I told a buddy, I said, hey, fuck off. <laughs> <laughs> I'm super happy.
1: I'm about all no. taken care of. How about no?
2: feel like I have... I don't know if you know or not, but growth. I get massages and shit, right? <laughs> I was right? like, I got growth and development here. And, and bud, like it took me three years to get the team and everyone around me in order. You want me to leave that to... Join this company. I don't know. And started everything from scratch. No. And my wife came around the corner and she's super happy. She's like, did she get a call? <laughs> I was just like, yeah. So she was like, you get a call? I was like, yeah. And uh, she's like, who was that? I was like, you know, it's a company called Roofing. It was, it was a buddy from mine from, from from Facebook and kind of like a job opportunity. Of course, I have an interview. She's like, well, what is it? Get into recruiting at the ground floor and build it from nothing. She's like, "That sounds like you. And I was like, huh. So she busted out their Instagram and we both looked it through and we were like, oh my goodness, that's sexy. <laughs> Not just the products, but the direction of the company. Uh I'm thinking about the world. I'm thinking about how we can make this a better place for others. Those were sentiments I was super excited about. And so, yeah, I I can't lie. I called him back. I went, I interviewed. And it was the craziest experience joining (laughs) Rivian to where we are, to where we were. I joined a 700 person company on a 10 person team in town acquisition. There was not one written process, nothing, not on a piece of paper, <laughs> not an intranet.
0: I don't know how the career site was held together. How much had they raised by this point?
2: Gosh, we were still,
0: I believe, under a billion. Under, under a wow. billion. Okay. Yeah. I think we were under a billion. A mom and pop at the time. Oh, yeah.
2: yeah. If you think about how much capital it takes to
1: really
0: oh, redefine fuck,
2: yeah. automotive, <sighs> if you look back at our findings, you'll see there was. Billions with a billions. Especially we had one of the hottest IPOs. It was really exciting.
0: You're at Rivian. You've left the perfect job at Facebook and the employee loving. They had no processes. No processes.
2: When you join a company that's
0: developing and it's scaling, it's I'll call it. How was your exit interview at Facebook?
2: Your standard most standard. Standard, Absolutely, what you would expect of a
1: standard HR. You're, you're very Zuckerberg. They had a hoodie
0: on. You've been sucked.
2: No, no not like that. <laughs> but just like it's such an operationally driven environment yes. that yeah. the HR member that jumped on, they had a script and they just walked through the script and we walked through in and yeah. out. And um, unfortunately for them, I had good experiences. So it wasn't all, I didn't have a bunch of things that I wanted them to okay.
0: fix and evolve. Yeah. Positive experience, new yeah. opportunity. So yeah. fast
1: forward, no processes at Rivian. You've had around a billion dollars funding,
0: and what did the tech stack look like? I mean, yeah. and how many hires did you have to make on the team?
2: When you say the team, are you talking so about? So you joined how
0: many people, and they had to grow to how many people?
2: We were we joined at seven hundred people. Today we're floating around fifteen sixteen thousand. Okay, after reductions. Holy shit! I didn't realize you guys were that big. Yeah, we're pretty big, and and that's only three and a half, a little more than three and a half years, guys. Yeah fuck. It's crazy. So about the tech stack, um, I think that where Rivian was at at the time that I joined did not allow the team to really utilize that original ATS uh-huh. and the original HRS to what scale would look like. Because at that point, people were just indexing on speed. I'll be honest with you. Oh, yeah. The company's indexing on speed. How do we grow as
1: fast well, that's, as speed? That's a startup mentality.
2: And it, it was exciting. Yeah. So rewind you just a little bit. When I joined this company, you got to understand it was a little chaotic. I actually was a scared a week before I joined, I was told the member, the head of HR is no longer here, and then I was told that you know the head of recruiting is no longer here. So when I joined, and I was in the lobby, and the CEO walked up, and he's like, "Hey, Ramin, I was like, "Oh my god, he knows my name. <laughs> we did an interview together. I was a senior manager." Yeah, can you imagine, like the CEO of a sixteen thousand person company meeting a senior manager on their first two days?
0: Not, and he knew your name. He was waiting. Which for speaks him. volumes. It was tremendous. Employee. Like yeah.
2: I feel good about that because he's such a smart guy. Long story short. The team started from what seemed like nothing. nothing. In the first meeting with the team, I said, does anyone have a written process? Anyone got any analytics here? And this guy in the back goes, oh, fuck. He's that guy.
1: <laughs> yes, I am. <laughs> and that's Jesus I Christ.
2: Said, yeah. With love, I said, guys, guy. I am that guy. And we have the opportunity to aim for world-class. There's no such ending you don't ever get there you just continue to evolve but we have the opportunity to build this whole thing from scratch and guys we're not gonna take that you know that that's an exciting thing so by the way through
0: this there's a little thing called the pandemic going on so talk about hiring during that
2: (laughs) i remember vividly going to our cpo at the time um and saying hey the pandemic is coming COVID is gonna hit and she was like no way i'm not sure if we need to rotate towards this Sure enough, two days later, she calls me and goes, so we're rotating towards this. This is a big deal. And we need to think about this. The reality is, is that we we quickly moved into a remote interviewing environment. We were lucky. At that time, we weren't building vehicles yet. So we got to transcend into the pandemic while we were hyperscale. I don't know how many people we were, but we were not large. So we developed in the pandemic, you expand with personnel, but that may not be during a pandemic, you're expanding with land and new office space. So it's been a tricky discussion about this whole return to work thing, which a lot of us are hearing today, um, but it's something that we're, we're using a crawl, crawl, walk, run approach with and um we're really being thoughtful
0: so i hate to bring uh Please. so elon in the picture oh, yeah. and so it's a competitor Rivian, obviously and elon is really vocal about everyone back to the office we have engineers and you know we're, we're building cars even if you're in accounting marketing whatever like everyone's back to the office because our builders are there what does take on the work from home policies and everybody being back
2: there are certain roles where you're going to have to be on site. Maybe you're on a hardware team. Maybe you're on the product development side, the design side, maybe you in manufacturing. For all of those roles, we have what we call work arrangements. So we're thinking about the world is, are you on site? Are you flexible to come on site? Or are you fully remote? As time is progressing, I'm seeing less full remote roles, more flexible roles yeah. where you come in one to three days a week, recommendation, but really you drive it through your leader as to what's appropriate for you and your organization. For instance, let's use talent acquisition. For the most part, recruiters need to have their client meetings. When there's an event, we need to go on site. When you want to do an intake, go meet your client. You can even interview a candidate on site if you want to, but I wouldn't recommend it for the environment. I'd recommend you bring them in at the offer stage. So when you think about this, certain interviews will have to be on site, but they're not the majority. For us, we are not ready and we are not mandating for our, our entire workforce to come back in site. In fact, It's a heavily debated topic that I'm sure will progress and change over time. But where we're at right now, if I think about myself and my team, I can build your system from behind, from my house, my home office. I can build programs, workflows, um, tackle analytics. So really for me, it's about, are we presenting to somebody that needs me to be in that room? Do I need to go in on site to have a discussion about something that requires us to be on site for it to be faster? Otherwise, for the most part, my role can be done remote. I told my whole team, while we are all named flex. You have the opportunity to come back in the office should you want to. You don't have to.
0: Does recruiting against Tesla and maybe even poaching some of their employees, does the argument that hey, if you're a Tesla, you're in the office much more regularly than if you would come to Rivian, which were much more flexible. Is that a strategy that you are using? And if so, how effective has it been? You
2: know what? I wouldn't say that we're directly thinking about that as a strategy. We're also not directly thinking about poaching from any specific environment. I want to say this on the record, actually, because maybe people haven't heard this before, but at Rivian, myself included, and Rivian as a whole, we really appreciate Tesla. They trailblazed and created a market there's enough room for all of us to compete. And even if that doesn't happen, from my CEO down, we are here to create the EV space. And doing that, you have to put a competition in there. And so whether we win or lose, the world wins. So we think of it as a big win. When I think about Tesla and people naturally assume, oh man, you probably shit on Tesla all the time. I have a Tesla in my VAT. I was telling you. And I love it. In fact, I love my Rivian too. And I would say to somebody else, When you're going to buy a car, and I tell my friends this all the time, this debate happens every single day about EVs and ice, combustion engines, right? Yeah. Should I switch over? Uh, Oh, I'm scared about range anxiety. Well, let me ask you this question. Are you going to drive more than 300 miles a day? If you are not, you're not going to see a gas station every week like you're seeing with your ice car. So if you actually couple that over the entire year, the amount of time you spent with your engine putting gas into it at a pump, Uh you probably spent more time at that pump than I did. Plugging my car in when I came home from work, walking into my house, and it automatically starting to charge at midnight. Yeah, that's it. I wake up in the morning. Oh wait, I'm trying to go to work. I literally have a little thing. It says, "Do you want at this time to have the climate at what?" And I'm like, "Yes, I do." <laughs>
0: how <laughs> how beneficial is it being an ESG friendly company? Do you find a lot of? I'm sure you're recruiting a lot from Chevy and and. Traditional car companies, but we hear all all the time that millennials, Gen Z, they want to be part of a company that's doing better for the world. Is that a conversation that you have in your interviews? Without a doubt. Yeah.
2: It's almost like an infectious, exciting, addicting thing. You got the personality that wants to be where we're at in Rivian, Mm -hmm. you gotta, you gotta wanna scale. And and going on that journey to scale. You got to want to build. And that comes with a lot of kids. As easy as it was for me to, earlier in the day to talk about where we've transcended from and where we are now in the in, in the speech here in the ICIMS, I didn't get a chance to talk about, like, how hard was that journey in reality? You just get the tidbits. Like, this is what we learned. But to get to a learning, sometimes it takes weeks. Sometimes it takes failing. Yeah. Uh, sometimes I've literally is... I have no feeling of being macho masculine in this life. At Rivian, before I had my vice president, who... Is my mentor and it's just tremendous. I was working for our CPO and R2D2, what? (laughs) (laughs) I was working for our chief people officer.
1: I was the interim interim head
2: of talent before I became the head of uh, director of recruiting ops and insights. And I actually told our chief people officer, I said, you know what? I really want a strong mentor to be. I want to work for someone that I want to become. And unfortunately, in this role, you shouldn't have me reporting to you because. I'm too far away from what you need in the proficiency, but I want to work for someone that can help me get there. She doubled down and was like, Ramin, yeah, I'm in. She came out with my VP, it was tremendous. Like I have no problem saying that I have made my career following this woman. She's now a friend of mine and mm-hmm. a mentor, but like yeah. I made my career following the head of Apple, the head of Tesla, the head of Rivian. And
0: if there's anything I can do to be more like her, I, I do. I tell her all the time, I was like, Way. It's very cool. Very cool. So the flip side of of the positive, I want to go to the negative real quick. So Rivian stock uh, <laughs> year to date is down twenty percent. You're not alone. Uh, it's a it's a, a problem that a lot of tech companies are facing. How does that play into challenges for recruiting? Is this a conversation? Obviously, there's stock options. Talk about the but the dip in stock price yeah. and how that impacts recruiting.
2: So I think you remember um, we IPO at something like seventy bucks. We went up to one seventy mm-hmm. within a matter of quickness. And then since then, over the last months and year and some change, it's fell. I think the landscape behind it fell. The economy changed. We changed from an economy where, you know, you can have a unicorn company that the aspirations would just pour, people would pour money on the aspirations and where it could be. And then we flipped into an economy that's just finance driven. So we had one of the best IPOs of all time, followed by one of the greatest falls. To answer your question about the difficulty of hiring, the reality is, is that everyone sees that. So when you're a tenured senior software engineer, principal, you look at the stock price and let's say you're at a major competitor or a high tech company, you know, look at that and go, man, I'm kind of worried about that. Yeah. Yeah. Straight up tell the recruiter, I'm worried about that. You're also battling in a recruiting market right now, no matter who you are, Redbian or anyone, you're battling the fact that people are reluctant to jump because job security right now means a lot. When you're seeing news every single day or your friend or your family member is telling you, I was just I was just affected, I was terminated, I was laid off. It creates a sense of fear. It creates a sense of people that have long tenures in companies to say, you know what, safe for me here. I know people here, people know me, I have, maybe I have longevity. So we are experiencing that. The counter and the flip to this, that I tell the recruiters to think about as much as I can is, is that it's also an opportunity. Yeah. For that crazy person that still wants to build because we are not fully scaled, we still got some work to do. This is an opportunity. From a development, a learning ability to hands on, have a breath, that's there. Multiple hats, that's for sure there. Develop your career, that's absolutely there. Okay, if you're so focused on finances, well, maybe this is the bottom. Maybe it's not the bottom. Yeah. But let's just assume that maybe it could be the bottom yeah. or maybe close to the bottom. In that case, if I believe, which I do, And our our long-term viability for this company, maybe they have a chance to flip that story to become an opportunity for them, not just from development, but some people cared a lot about finances and that's there too.
0: So I'm gonna let you out on this. You presented before us. Thanks for warming warming the crowd up. Warming the crowd that. up. You uh, were really bullish on QR codes, which I think was the only mention of QR codes at the uh, iSIMS Inspire conference. So I'm gonna give you a platform to uh, to opine on the values of the QR code. Yeah, I appreciate it.
2: So I was embarrassed and I said it when I called it out because everybody
0: <laughs> knows what a QR code is,
2: but not everyone really utilizes it. And what I mean by that is, let's say you're in a volume-oriented environment, like a retail store and um, call it Macy's. What if on every every single time you went to go purchase, there was also a little ticker that said, want to apply? and had a QR code. What if it just said, want information about what it's like to work here? and had a QR code. Well, what if it said, we have a hiring event or a happy hour, or a brand awareness event? What if it got you to a sign-up form? are it? so easy. It's nothing. I mean, the only thing that we're paying for these days is if you want to custom build that QR code to also include your logo.
0: Yeah.
1: <laughs> yeah. yeah. Otherwise, yeah. you can
2: get a free QR code almost like the Bitly. Yeah, You can understand where are people scanning this from. And you can push them to YouTube yeah. or
1: Vimeo or a landing page or wherever you want to put I mean, it's easy. And, we're and thanks seeing, to the
2: pandemic,
0: people know what it is now.
2: Absolutely. And I think that over the next five years... Less. I think that more people will be using QR codes here in the States. And what I experienced when I traveled overseas was yeah. just QR code like everywhere. You couldn't like, you passed bus stops, there's a QR code. You went to a restaurant, there's a yep. QR code. You want to the yep. menu, it's a QR code. You want to pay, it's a QR code. They are really thinking about using QR codes overseas. And I think that for us, we have more opportunity.
1: Yeah. Yeah. We we've been we've been leaped from the QR code from Europe. Europe uses the QR codes yep. for like everything. And it's amazing. We're over here we're still like trying to get tap to pay to so
0: work. So if I go to a Rivian dealer, which I may do after this interview because I'm inspired to to check out <laughs> Rivian. Will I see QR codes on the uh, in the in the showroom asking me about interested in jobs? Um,
2: Rivian doesn't have a dealership. We have one or two showrooms at this time where okay. you can just come, experience our products, our vehicles. You can experience the environment. You can get a full tour of the vehicle. But unfortunately, we don't have...
0: That's what I call overhead and, <laughs> and not overhead. Well, not to... It's the Tesla model, but more or less for recruiting, you are leveraging QR codes, which is what I was sort of absolutely there. For
1: us in, in,
2: in Rivian, I'm pushing for us to utilize it more. Right now, it's heavily used for events. Heavily used for events. I would like to see it in more spaces like service and centers, delivery centers, like Places where we have high volume, manufacturing. People walk up to the manufacturing facility to drop off a resume.
0: Well, what a wild, strange trip this interview has been. <laughs> Ramin, thank you for joining us. Thank you for your transparency. And wow, I need a nap after that one. <laughs> Chad, another one is in the can, live from San Diego, iSims Inspire. Ramin, for our listeners that want to know more about you, or maybe want to think about purchasing a Rivian, Ooh, where would you send something? like that? You know what? I, I don't want to be a
2: brand ambassador here. I don't want to get myself in any trouble. But what I would say is feel free to reach out to me about LinkedIn on any matter. You'd be surprised. I do tend to respond. I really care. And I'm thinking about the community, not just what's going on within Ruby. So don't hesitate.
0: That is Ramin Fatahi, everybody. Ooh. And with that, Chad, another one is in the can. We, we out. out. Wow. Look at you.
2: You made it through an entire episode of the Chat and Chase podcast, or maybe you cheated and fast forwarded to the end. Either way, there's no doubt you wish you had that time back. Valuable time you could have used to buy a nutritious meal at Taco Bell, enjoy a pour of your favorite whiskey, or just watch Big Booty Latinas and bug fights on TikTok. No, you hung out with these two chuggleheads instead.